Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And the gang is all gathered for our last episode of the year. Um, If you were here with us last year, we took a break around the holidays just to chill, recharge, and think about what content we're going to do for next year. And we'll be doing the same this year. Our break will be from today... So that's the last episode going up on the 18th. I think we said we'd be back. Let's see. We'd be back, I think, the first week of January. Yes, we'll be back the first Thursday of January. Um, you might get another surprise episode while we're on break. You know, my uterus isn't killing me. But, you know, um, other than that, we hope you guys have a happy holidays. Make sure you're warm. The temperature is dropping. It's, like, been a constant 40 all week. <laughs> yay! Um, yay! <laughs> I, I could do without the rain, though. Oh, please. We're forced, though, so unfortunately, the rain is purgative. So, I thought I would start off this closing of the year and reflect on my first semester as a student teacher. Um, for those of you who don't know, your girl is currently working to get her teaching certificate in teaching the Korean language. I'm in a DLI program, which means I teach my kids math and science in Korean. And then we have like many Korean lessons. And so I got to be the student teacher for 45 lovely second graders. Um, my kids are ranging from it's like 70 to 80 percent heritage speakers <clears throat> we have a couple black kids a couple white kids a couple filipino kids one hispanic childs and then the rest are like a mix of kids who've come from different variations of korean generations korean american homes uh so i thought i'd talk about all the funny stuff that they did <laughs> this semester um our schedule, well, first, let, let, let's get a rundown of Miss G's day, because that's my name to my kids. Miss G wakes up at 5.30 every morning and, you know, <laughs> contemplates life. <laughs> Not really. Um, I get ready, and I'm out the house usually around 6.30, 6.40. Unfortunately, I live an hour away from where I teach because of you know location but it's whatever um i get there around 7 40 7 50 i go in class i you know prepare the classroom move the agenda bins set up places to collect homework reorganize the behavior chart start my day conversate with my mentor teacher about what we're doing today and at 8 20 the bell rings and my little lovely gremlins make their way down the hall into our classroom and so usually it's um we have carpet time where they sing <laughs> um maybe i'll upload a video in our discord of them singing they sing korean songs they're adorable i have a really i was lucky to have a really 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 good group good group of kids once i got comfortable teaching once i got comfortable with them once they got comfortable with me it was easy to take over the class take them to the bathroom we did not have well we rarely had any behavior issues besides like one or two children and so it was fun to like see if teaching was right for me i always been like kind of unfortunately i was in a ma master's program called 
um, creative and innovative education, which is all about decolonizing curriculum. So I fucking hate the public <laughs> education system, like, on God. <laughs> like, I swear, if I could punch Bill Gates in the face, I would. Like, no holds barred. <laughs> um, that's how much I hate public education. And so I was like, I don't think I want to be a traditional teacher. But being in my DLI program kind of opened my mind a little bit. I was like, I only have to teach math and science. Hmm. Other elementary school teachers have to teach all five subjects. Hmm. That's not a bad... I mean, I mean, of course, I'd have to literally make all of my materials because, of course, there's no kind of, like, resources for DLI program. Like, we're, the, we're a beginning DLI program. So um, if I was to take on a new grade... I would have to make all the resources myself. It takes a lot of time. You know, they give you a little bit more pay for that because, you know, I'm making my own materials in a world where people sell teacher materials for profit. By God. Um, so, yeah, it, it was actually a really good experience. My mentor teacher was fantastic. The DLI program was fantastic. The school I work at is great. I was concerned because the first day I walked up in there, I was like, oh, this is a lot of white people. And I forget that white people exist sometimes because you go to a school that's not a historically black college, but it feels like a historically black college because everybody just runs with people that look like them. And so, yeah, I was like, hmm, I hope this is not going to be a problem. And it, it's, it wasn't my, like, one of our assistant principals is black the school is very um open and they like make they make being a teacher as best as it could be within a public education program if that makes sense right and so let me i literally have a notes app of all the weird shit my kids did my kids are um they're uh they're very smart bunch um they think they're smarter than the teachers which is like you know i mean most kids are like this they're like they say something they think is funny or like smart and i'm like yeah your joke was funny but whatever um first thing on the list i have a kid with selective mutism right and so he doesn't talk <laughs> um un unless you like get on his level or stuff like that he'll say stuff like one or two sentences he's a very sweet kid um but he also like I always forget that when I'm helping kids that I usually switch to English just to make sure they understand the instructions and I'll be talking to him and I'm like oh right Korean okay here we go <laughs> and so the first time that he talked to me on his own validation was when we were walking we were going to the bathroom <laughs> we were going to the bathroom and he came out and he's like um let me use a fake name i have patrick i don't teach a patrick um he's like patrick is pooping this is in korean i think we should leave first so he was telling me that another kid in our class was pooping that it was going to take a while that we should just go back to class and i I was trying so hard to bust out laughing because I'm like, this is the first time this kid has like come up to me and talked to me. That was just like very funny. Okay, um, trading Pokemon cards like it's dope. Let me tell you, I it's our still, kids love kids still do that. They they love Pokemon. They love Pokemon. They have cards like they have the little books with the cards in it. Um, they trade cards. They talk. They, they talk. They know a lot about Pokemon. And it was so funny because one morning, 
I'm watching them, you know, like come in and get their backpacks, get ready for the day, all this stuff. And two of my kids are like suspiciously looking at me, but then looking at themselves. And like they're like switching hands. And I'm like, what are they doing? And I realized it's that they're trading Pokemon cards. I mean, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to bring the Pokemon cards to school. And like you know, we tell them they can't have it at recess. They can, you know, play with the cards after school or whatever like that. But because they were in the classroom, they were like secretly what kids think it's funny because kids think what they're doing is secret and I can't see them. And I'm like, I'm at least 15 older years older than you are. <laughs> Nothing you're doing, motions, I, you're looking me dead in my face. And I can still <laughs> see what you're That's doing. Cute. It's adorable. And so they like trade Pokemon cards on the slide. I'm just like, and it's so funny because they'll hold eye contact with me as they're walking to their backpack. And I'm like, yeah, sir, I see you. I'm not going to take it. Just put it in your backpack. <laughs> Um, so that was funny. I watched one of my kids literally bite all of the chocolate off of a pocky stick before he ate the the cookie, and I was just like, "That was interesting." I was, <laughs> I was, it was just something that I had to write down. Like he just, he like literally just nibbled off that thin layer of chocolate during snack time, and I was like, "Hmm, okay." Um, so we had a science assignment, right? And so. The whole assignment is about um, force, like pulling, pushing, you know, tying, all that good stuff, right? And so there's a, like a question at the end that asks the kids, two people are trying to move a box. What do you think? But they can't because it's heavy. So <laughs> um, what do you think is in the box? Or why don't you think the box is moving? So some kids were like, it's, they're going, um uphill so it's heavy other kids were like it's full of computers it's full of rocks so one of my kids like it's full of water <laughs> and I was just like okay <laughs> and so we had another question on that same test where it's like is tying your shoes pushing or pulling force what do you guys think that is the answer to that question is is tying your shoes pushing or pulling force pulling okay yeah I was gonna say pulling same okay one of my kids literally wrote in korean just tie it and i said you didn't understand. <laughs> i was like I what like he was like what kind of <laughs> question is this <laughs> i'm just like are you well, dumb literally. like what the hell <laughs> he literally just wrote just tie it and i was like i said sir i need you to read this question again and answer <laughs> just tie it um Oh my god. Okay, so I do dismissal duty. We have two dismissals. One for buses and daycare and then one for car riders. And I'm in the car rider room and I you know, make sure the kids get on the right bus or whatever. And so one day I heard them talking about Coco Melon. For those of you who don't know, Coco Melon is like a YouTube channel um, that babies watch. It's like baby content on YouTube, right? They were talking about Coco Melon being a conspiracy like don't watch Coco Melon because it turned you into a baby so the first time I heard this I was like there's seven and eight year old boys whatever they're talking about as long as it's not dangerous I don't care right that's that's usually what you do in elementary school class it's like as long as the conversation is not harming anyone you just let the kids talk let the imagination flow and so this last week or two a few weeks before my last day I was like what are y'all what is this Coco Melon conspiracy it's so (laughs) They said that Coco Melon is going to, or somebody's hacking. Oh, I don't know. Okay, in my notes I say hacking Coco Melon because babies are going to rule the world because of COVID. Now, 
the way they explain this to me is that if you watch Kokomola, it'll turn you into a baby. And then they're going to use that and brainwash you to rule the world. And I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> how did y'all even come to this conclusion? And it's like something like without fault that they, that's like they, I don't know if they believe it 100%, but they're just like, they're like, you can't watch Kokomola, it'll turn you into a baby. And I'm like, what are, what are we talking about? <laughs> Um, a bunch of stuff, uh, that they don't tell you, um, I had another case of kids being sneaky. I was like, my teacher was absent, so I was doing dismissal in the bus riders, and we have two sets of twins, and I was like, one of the twins, I kept telling them, we have a rule at our school not to share food because of allergies, right? You don't share your food with your friends, even if they say they eat it, because if somebody gets sick, then it's not good for anybody, right? And so I guess my teacher lets them eat snacks or whatever, but I wasn't going to have that not on my watch while I was watching them. And so I literally had one of my kids literally trying to share a bag of chips with the other students in my face. And it was so funny because they were like, the child was like, had the bag of snacks, but was trying to hide it under their jacket. But they were also like making, I was literally watching, making constant eye contact with me. And then they moved to the back of the room and I was like, I really had to be stern with them. And I was like, didn't I tell you not to share snacks? I was like, what are you doing? Child, I see you. Eye contact is taking me out right now. Like, <laughs> like, making, like, the, like every time they would look up at me and then they would look back to what they were doing and look back up, but I'm still watching them. Like none of that made them stop. And I, and I kept looking at them because that's like the silent warning. I see you, what you're doing. Stop it. And they kept doing it. I was like, you have a good... <laughs> You got to be kidding me. We don't do that. Um, one thing they don't tell you about second grade is that they just randomly have nosebleeds. Um, I, like nobody ever, there's like a lot of they don't tell you that you just have to experience. Like almost every, I want to say at least two to three times a month, a kid would just walk, get up and walk to the trash can because they had a nosebleed. And I was like, is that common in seven to eight year olds? And my teacher was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to have really bad nosebleeds when I was a kid too, and I would just, just stand over a trash can. Like there was one time where like my nose started bleeding bleeding really badly, and I went to the nurse office, and she was just like screaming and freaking out, and I was just staring at her, just <laughs> and it was just draining into the trash can. Like like out of nowhere, kids would just like get up, and I was just, the first few times it happens, I was like, "Whoa, what's happening? Are you okay? You're sick?" And my kids just like, "No, this happens often." And I'm like, what? "Yeah, <laughs> what?" <laughs> um. They also lose teeth. It's so funny because some of our kids wear masks. And so they'll take off their mask. And I'm like, wow, you have like no, like four of your teeth are missing. <laughs> like four of your teeth are missing. And like, it's it's adorable, but they lose teeth a lot. Um, For one day at lunch, they had jello, mac and cheese, and milk. It was like, that was like one of the options that all the kids had on the plate. And I was like, okay. um, The cocoa melon, hey, yeah, I had that. They plan okay, so recess is always a serious time with elementary schoolers. Um, our kids love recess. Uh and two occasions. I wasn't on recess duty this week, which was kind of um sad that I didn't get to see this. They had a wedding they planned a wedding all week and then had a wedding on Friday between two students. And then they also had a civil war. <laughs> they like planned an entire civil war and had a civil war like mock battle on the recess playground. Which I thought was interesting. I'm like, kids are um, very interesting. 
um grammarly <laughs> i don't understand this so every time we like go on youtube to play videos for them and a grammarly app pops up all of a sudden the entire class is just like grammarly grammarly i love grammarly i'm like y'all don't even know what the fuck what is going on <laughs> it's such a weird fixation for them and my me and my mentor teacher were talking about it and she was just like i think it's because that maybe when they were doing online schooling even though these are the kids that these aren't full pandemic kids i don't think i don't know um but that that's the ad that they saw the most and so now when they see it they're just like grammarly it's like the weirdest thing it never like they don't ever let a grammarly ad pass quietly (laughs) um and then last but not least my little perfectionist i was very interested that my entire class kind of has this like obsession with being perfect um if we make like a typo on a test they have to point it out like instead of it being a b c d if it's like a b b d they're like well why is it b i just said it's a typo pick the right they will like go out of their way to put it out they'll go out of their way if the date is wrong like any like little like slightly unaligned thing with their routine they will point that out i thought that was funny i thought that share um i will share two incidents though about parents because i haven't i've have the fortune of not having to deal with the parents face to face all three incidents let me just share um some quick tea one of them i think i told you all about this um we don't do birthday stuff at our school like we don't do uh like i think in our day and age like people would bring cupcakes and balloons and stuff like that to school they don't do that anymore in this school or in the county i think but so i'm like going through friday folders and homework folders and the agendas why does a parent literally have in the agenda and in the homework or the friday folder a list of kids and birthday invitations and directions for the teacher to put said birthday invitations into the friday folders i said the audacity what (laughs) i literally looked at that and burst out laughing huh is that what they used to do before no they don't they don't do anything birthday related they were just literally like it was like instructions and a list of kids and asking the person who who whoever over the friday folders to put them in other kids folders and i was like what we're not your assistants we're teachers what does your child's birthday have to do with anything (laughs) and so i gave it to the student and the student passed them out we also had a student who was constantly telling their parent that they want to switch rooms because we have two groups and those groups are assigned and that's how they switch during the day because they were being quote-unquote bullied it was it was bullying was not happening they were just trying to manipulate their parent into doing what they wanted so that was that and it this happened all year like every other week the parent was sending an email asking to switch their student and i'm like switch them and then what <laughs> switch them and then what nothing was going to change and you know my mentor teacher was like we're not changing because the student the quote-unquote bully that the student was complaining about even though that student's a class clown he's not a bully and so that was interesting. Um, 
But yeah, so there was that. I think the last thing I'm going to do is read you guys some of the holiday letters I got. <laughs> my students gave me letters on my last day, Aww. which is really sweet. Um, <laughs> uh, how I didn't figure out whose letter this was. Okay, this is the funniest one. This is to Miss G. Thank you for all your helps um, and have a good trip. I don't want you to hurt. Um, I will not remember you, but I want to always remember you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keeping it real, just being real honest. I, I have to read this in Korea too. So, something in K. Something in Tatsuji Marigu Taitanyo Wayahel. So, that was just like, I need to know who that is because I need to know what you meant. Was that what you meant? Um, what is this one? Oh, so I have been watching the World Cup during class, and one of my kids literally says, It says, um, Anyo Aseo something name. Uh, something <laughs> says, uh, I hope you, uh, you know, have a good trip. Go team Korea. Uh, <laughs> he like drew a whole thing of soccer and like, oh, wow. And then. I had another one from a student. Oh, this sounds like an old man that I just have to do. <laughs> They're so dramatic. Uh, I really like you. Uh, I'm really sad. Um, I really learned a lot. I hope you have a great winter break. I love you. Bye. I had another one that was just like... Oh my god. Oh, here's another one. Dear Ms. G, I hope you have a great vacation on Christmas. You will have a great time. I miss you. Merry Christmas. And they literally drew pictures of me like on a plane at a hotel. I was like, what did what did um my mentor teacher tell them where I was going? She told them you were you were leaving the country or something. Because, <laughs> like, like, a lot of them were just like, um, Dear Miss G, come up to me that for teaching us and being funny. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Have a blessed Christmas from your student. She drew a picture of me with glasses teaching. And then because I use um, the Snapchat uh, pictures in my lessons, she drew me teaching with she drew me teaching and then, then a picture of me on the board. <laughs> uh, this is another one that it says, Merry Christmas, Miss G. I'm sad that you're going away. Something new, And they like drew pictures of me and them playing in the snow. With this. And this child is always really quiet. So it's nice to see that, you know, something it meant something um where is this is okay there is okay let's see dear miss g we will miss you so much i will miss you a great merry christmas when did they start learning cursive miss g thank you for helping everyone in the class do their work my heart is broken (laughs) oh literally drew a broken heart with two people in it <laughs> just like, i'm gonna see y'all in like two weeks what are we doing um i well w-e-l-l miss you miss g b wanna from one of my students please do not go i will be sad 
that was the inside. <laughs> and this is the last one. This is my favorite one. This is one of my students. He loves dinosaurs. Um, but he also talked like an old man, especially in Korean. <laughs> and it says, Misty, Kudong Misty, it was really difficult. So the letter literally goes, it's like, Miss G, it was really difficult for you, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> he's like, um, until January, I hope you have a good rest and you have fun and you eat good food and you get really lots of presents and you like spend time with your family. I see you in January. And he drew dinosaurs at Christmas with Santa Claus hats on. <laughs> so, oh. so that was my first semester with my little kiddos. I will be with them every day. Come january until april so it was fun i think i learned a lot i think being a teacher is it's fun it's hard work but i think uh being with kiddos makes it worthwhile i'm glad um first time teaching experience was good yes because unfortunately that's not the case for a lot of people (laughs) if you have a teacher in your vicinity and your family please love on them it's not easy being out here in a post-covid teaching world especially if you don't have a supportive administration i know a lot of teachers i mean it was still hard for us to find subs we had teachers leave you know there's a demand for teachers but you know the states the government don't make it easy to teach and so if you have teachers who are sticking through and continuing on this educational path, please love on them this holiday season. So yay. <laughs> um, this is just a general episode, so we can talk about anything. What has everybody been watching, been doing lately? Um, as you know, as I put in the group chat today, I was watching Maze Runner. Um, mm-hmm. Got through the second movie. Um, still haven't watched the last one, but damn, Hunger Games, Divergent, Maze Runner—they really were just same plot line, different characters. <laughs> truly, I was like different white people in dangerous situations. All ch- it's always children, children yes. being uh, oppressed by the adults. Yes. Um, which but, is always written by adults, which I always find hilarious. Yeah, so it was just very interesting. I was like, damn, I really checked out during this time period, huh? <laughs> um, and I've just been watching a lot of like older movies on HBO. Um, somebody made the comment the other day that if HBO, like, if HBO, not if, when HBO um, merges with Discovery, and mm-hmm. if they stop putting, like, older movies on their streaming service that's pretty much like one of the few places where you can like where it's like a hub for like older films besides mm-hmm. netflix i'm like damn that would be really sad because i've been i really mean interested. lately the news that's been coming out of hbo is that they're taking off they're just a lot of their series are just going to be disappearing oh yeah i saw the West which is World like which is off. like the fucking detriment of digital media because mm-hmm. like why would you do that but of course that company is being ran by 
from what I've seen from people who worked at HBO who I know it's being ran by a bunch of motherfuckers who only look at money. And so, yeah, I did hear, yeah, that like really um, unfortunate. <laughs> but other than that, I haven't been interested. I'm not watching. What's the one drama that we both were starting? That we both reborn started? rich. Yeah, I didn't continue with that. I really, Uh-oh. I really hate dramas that go back in time. It's like one of my least favorite but, um, concepts. Um, I mean, I yeah, I get it. Um, because I don't like time travel either, but I'm enjoying this. Yeah, but other than that, no, it's just been movie after movie after movie. <laughs> And then rewatching the nanny again, of course. Mm. What about you, Corey? Um, I was watching a bunch. Like, there was a bunch of anime that came out in October, and so I mm-hmm. was watching those. But then I like, I've missed like the last couple of episodes of all of them, so I'll probably catch up on all of them on Sunday. And then I caught up to Real Housewives of the Potomac yesterday. That was <laughs> I saw that trending. <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. Uh. The season is very interesting, very interesting. Like, for context, last season, or the season before that, there was a woman on there who got in a physical altercation with one of the girls in there who I vehemently dislike. She's mm-hmm. very annoying. Um, and the other girls in the show made it, like, a really big deal, talking about, you know, Black women can't be seen being violent on television. It's not becoming of us, and we got to stand just- together talk about what show y'all are on <laughs> that's yeah, the only yeah, reason to yeah. watch this show <laughs> yeah but yeah they made this whole big fuss about it and basically she was essentially kicked off the show then this season another girl threw some water on another woman and they almost got into it and suddenly it's not this whole <laughs> issue of violence like they weren't talking how they were before I just find it very ironic um, yeah. but yeah I caught up to that and then other than that, I've been playing a lot of video games. I play. I've been playing God of War, Ragnarok, which is great because there's a character in there that I have now declared is my seventh husband. Eighth. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fictional men that I'm in love with currently. He's one of them. Yeah. Um, and then I've been playing a, a Final Fantasy remade, one of their games from the PSP, and I've been playing that too. And that's been about it. Mm. What about you, Nia? Well, I've been watching a lot of BoJack Horseman. Um, What a show. How do I even describe the plot of it? It's mostly about a horse, anthropomorphic horse, who was a TV sitcom dad in the 90s in this fictional world. And he's mostly like a washed up 90s actor trying to come to terms with his no longer fame, but also like dealing with his mental health and narcissism it's very (laughs) great it's like reminds me of south park but less problematic but it's also Mm. problematic but it's very it's 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 just it's just they wrote they writing um it i'm kind of obsessed with it um also i did start that show uh reborn rich um i really like it um it's one of the first dramas in a while that i'm genuinely liking um same um what else yeah and i'm also um i've been reading a lot of webtoons like all my favorite webtoons i've kind of marathoned um and a lot of them are on hiatus or we're waiting for season twos and um like everyone i know knows the remarried empress that's on hold sub-zero's on hold um 
Agatha's on hold, like a lot of my favorite ones are on hold. Um, and also, um, I'm curious to see how um, this is uh, my 19th life or whatever goes in drama form. Um, also, yeah, that's about it. Um, nothing too much for me. Um, nothing in the gaming side. I was going to contemplate buying a Steam Deck because I, I spent hours trying to get The Sims 2 to run on my new PC, and I don't know why it's not. I've run Graphics Rule. I've done all of this, the the four gigabyte update or whatever i've done all of the hacks and i don't know why it won't run so that made me very sad i tried to play sims 4 and yeah i tried to play sims 4 and it just did not hit so i'm desperate for sims 2 (laughs) yeah like but when you get out of cast and build in buy mode you're just like there's no game and i was like literally create a sim is the best part of the game and like shopping for cc but like yeah. if you don't have like a very vivid imagination that game is terrible <laughs> literally like i just five minutes and i was like okay this this is truly not my game i need sims too badly i'm feeling withdrawals yeah so i if anybody listening knows how to get the sims 2 to run on windows 11 please reach out because i've tried every forum and I've tried all the advice and it's not working out. Yes. Our Discord is always um, in our profiles. Y'all come help me because I don't like to see you struggle. Because um, that sucks. Because I tried, I like, I think I used the Sims from one of y'all account. And I, just mm-hmm. making my character, I was like, there's not enough options. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's why people spend people. like. <laughs> That's why people spend like ten hours just on Tumblr, like downloading like uh custom made content, like mods that people uh-huh. make to live, like have like braids and like baby hairs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, your girl is in love with Reborn Witch. I am. I don't want to admit it, but I am slowly turning into a Song Jun Ki stand, and it's just. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Cause it's not like he's been in a lot of dramas that I'm gonna watch. But if he continues to pick projects that that have like a great cast and great writing, this is the second project that he's done like this written by a woman, and it eats because they know what kind of man we want, and he's being that kind of man and on screen, and I'm just like, God damn it, I wasn't into this man where he was at his peak, and what is it, Soklan Scandal? That one. When we were doing, we were still doing the the, the women pretending to be men phase. Okay, <laughs> dramas. Why am I getting to this shit late? Um, reborn. Oh, listen, <laughs> I fucking hate. By the way, I fucking hate the Korean government and the entire enlistment procedure because it does detrimentally affect the male Korean population and their mental health. That being said, the male celebrities that go in there and they come out like with a different type of fermentation i don't understand it i is it is it regulated sleep schedule are you just like is it food sleep and exercise what happens them that year and six months when they go in and come out a whole like the vibe is completely different what is that (laughs) and it's specifically korean it's specifically the male celebrities that are just like we're fine before they went in but still come out somehow finer like because yeah. I can, I never even glanced at that man before. Never even looked Please. at his He's so not my type. He has a baby face. He's so not my type. He's not a big boy. He like not thickums. 
he's just he's a baby face baby boy who can act and i'm like you're a dime a dozen in this k-drama land and now after vincenzo i rewatched vincenzo through reactions and it still was like damn that man is still fine <laughs> i don't know what it is oh reward rich is an a1 class of acting that cast of actors is just what episode are you on here um let me check because i've been binging it it's um the grandpa he's terrifying lee sung min better get a fucking day sung do you hear me when i tell you the man who plays the grandpa because if you watch the behind the scenes he doesn't act like that at all (laughs) he's like very sweet and very like um very much giving off um happily married uncle vibes and so to watch him transform into a terrifying capitalist <laughs> like ah when i watched the first couple episodes i was looking at lee jung ki i was like you can't keep guessing everything right that's going to happen in the future i was like sir this is how this is how you get enemies i was like on episode right. four and i was like oh or episode three i was like i can't when he <laughs> nia what episode are you on are you past episode oh. are you past when they went to the u.s for the movie thing movie fest yeah i'm on episode 10 when they went to and he was like you need to invest in the titanic i was like sir you are doing too much you are going to get <laughs> out on you like, listen and you know what and i think i definitely get what you're saying because that's usually why i hate time shows or any show where they can like predict the future i'm like bruh you keep doing this somebody's gonna come after your ass um but they kind of established this they have this precedent within the show is that like even if he knows the future not everything works out the way he thinks it is Mm -hmm. which i think helps with his ability of being like a reincarnation okay let's explain because i know Corey is like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) okay so reborn rich is a show where a man works for a chable company right he works for this chable company in 2022 he's like the head secretary um this this chable company has like it's now been it was founded by the grandpa the his son is his first oldest son is now the ceo and then the the grandson the first oldest grandson is going to be taken over the company the whole first episode is just introducing to his family and the head secretary jinya makes a cameo in the first episode by the way for our got seven fans um uh i was not expecting that i did not see any news about that i was like nigga what are you doing (laughs) um so you get to see this whole family they address everybody by number so it's like the if you're a child of the family you were one dash zero if you're the wife of that child you're one dash alpha and then the children are one dash one one dash two like that right and so you get to see like okay this is a big company and like the prosecutors are after them for embezzlement this is messy because the grandfather had three sons and a daughter so they had four kids and basically the 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 first son has a heart attack the grandson is going to inherit the family you get to see that some jinky's character just does what he's told get the money he's got family problems and so basically he gets he finds a paper company that somebody has been embezzling money somebody was embezzling 600 million dollars 600 million won. He found that evidence, told the 
grandson, the oldest grandson, he goes to Turkey to get the money, gets kidnapped, and basically gets shot in the back of the head. And then wakes up reincarnated in the body of the youngest grandson of this family in 1987. And so now you're watching this man who has lived, he was born before 1987, his original character. So he knows everything that's going to happen economically in the world from 1987 to 2022. Those of you who don't know, from 1987 to like 2022, Korea goes through one of the fastest and biggest economical changes than most countries ever do. On like a manufacturing scale, a technology scale, like they become a powerhouse in like the world economy. And so it's this man who starts investing in this company. He's determined to find out which of these motherfuckers set him up to get him killed. But he's also now their family member. So it's like this really complicated emotional situation. It's like revenge but also, like, emotional family ties coming along with it. And I didn't think that I was going to like this. I'm enjoying it. The acting from the veteran... I love it. You know why I love it? Because they don't rely on Song Joon Ki to be the best actor in the room. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like happens with a lot of rom comedies. They're like, the best actor in the room are the leading characters. And I'm like, no. The best actor in the room is the granddad. He's also a leading character, but, like... The people that play the aunts, the people that play the parents, the siblings, the friends, everybody is so in character. And so that's why I think this drama is as popular as it is. So yeah, I'm enjoying Reborn Rich. I was going through a crisis the other day because I could not find not Nam show that I wanted to watch. Um, I'm back watching Korean Volleyball. My team is six wins and six loses. And I'm sad about that shit. But we're just going to keep moving. <laughs> um, I did not want to watch Weak Hero. I will not watch Weak Hero. So I watched one of my favorite reaction channels, which is Core 4 VTV Reacts. Um, react to Weak Hero. And so I got the plot through that. And I was like, damn, that's a sad, abusive show. Um, I don't want to. Yeah. I just want once for them to be happy. (laughs) Truly. truly. (laughs) Can we get a high school drama that maybe is not focused on love, but also not focused on violence? I want another one like Reply 1997. I feel like Mm -hmm. I haven't fallen in love with a school drama like that, where it was more comedic and less romance-based. Yeah. Because when I saw that that, that video of Park Ji-hoon's character rapping the the curtain for in the classroom about around that kid's face and then punching him i was like what for, is going on i mean for from context yeah that is the end of the first fucking episode girl i said <laughs> what the fuck what the f-? there's a scene going around on twitter it's basically you're gonna watch kid sit at his desk kid's like i fucking had enough you're like okay this is a bullying situation the kid gets up grabs a pen and he's like there's a, a monologue of his what's going on in his head he's talking about the law of like motion and force and i'm like oh he's about to fuck shit up but also park jihoon who is from one-on-one who's like a really not he's really not buff he's a skinny kid literally gets a book a book a textbook slaps the dog shit out of this man not once but like 10 times you thought that was it (sighs) no he then takes a curtain wraps it around this man's head uses the edge of the book and just baps his nose in until blood starts coming out 
And you know what he did before he wrapped the curtain around? He turned to the other dude and stabbed a pen through the middle of his hand. I said, you know what? You got it. (laughs) You got it. And can you believe that is the first, at the end of the first episode, there's eight episodes after that. Imagine what other fight scenes happen after that. (laughs) letting you know that's not the most violent one and the way this plot took a turn i understand why people watch this because i was like watching the rest of this plot and i was like y'all wanted bitches to be sad and this says season one i said what the fuck y'all gonna do in season two <laughs> y'all wanted bitches to be sad and i'm not gonna do that i'm sorry right <laughs> you're just not gonna have me <laughs> i'm not gonna watch high schoolers get bloodied up i'm not unless it's like, like um, school abuse family abuse yeah shit just goes like i'm you when i say i wanted therapy i meant that shit with i wanted to go through that screen and just take them to the doctor because shit was I, when i watched king of pigs earlier this year which was also violent because that was some oc and shit right mm-hmm. i don't know which one made me sadder that's saying a lot or we hero class. Oh. Both made me sad. I feel like King of the Pigs made me angry. This one made me sad. So yeah. That being said. <laughs> that being said. And more pop culture news. The let me repeat this so y'all hear me clear. The Tory Lane versus the state of California trial. It is not Tory Lane's versus Megan's Tory Lane versus the state of California trial is happening and I just want to say Tory Lane's lawyers are dumb as fuck um Kelsey is stupid and I can't wait till he go to jail we will be throwing an online party when that man goes to jail I suggest we have like a movie night over discord or some shit to celebrate because I'm sick of y'all <laughs> tired <laughs> of the discourse around this I'm tired of the misinformation I want Megan to disappear for like six months after this shit is over because she deserves nothing more. <laughs> yeah, I just... Who would have known her... Who would have known that her covering for him so that way the situation with the police wouldn't get as bad mm-hmm. would backfire backfire on her like this. Like, she did something thinking about because something else when she... he's a dumbass. He's a dumbass. And then... Because... The only reason she had to come clear was because of his bitch ass was going around telling lies. Yeah. You're a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's just really ironic that, like, especially considering Kelsey, that she made a whole diss track, like, last two years ago. I did not know that. A, yeah, like, after a couple of weeks after the shooting, she released a diss track. Uh, she said a lot about Megan via tweet, via, via Twitter. Like, she just had a lot to say in general. And then she said a lot to the prosecutors back in September, but suddenly, when it's time for her to testify now, you don't remember anything you said two months ago. You're pleading the fifth every five seconds, even when you don't need to plead the fifth because they told you you had immunity in most cases. It's just kind of weird. This whole situation is just off. It was the the artist, the drawing of the courtroom, and the judge in the corner just his head, his his hand. He's like, I, I didn't see that. We, yeah, it look, he looked exhausted and tired of the, <laughs> this whole situation. Also, Tory Lane's bringing. I said this earlier in the group chat, but Tory Lane's bringing his child to court with him. I have never seen this man with his child anywhere else. 
have not heard a word about this child, but suddenly this child is all over this court situation. And apparently today, like, he had the kid... From what I read from the journalists covering it, the kid wasn't in the courtroom today. It was just, they were just outside on a bench playing, like watching TV on a phone. Like, why can't you just leave this kid at home with their parent? Or shouldn't they be in school? That's like, right. what's going on? School doesn't get out. This is supposed to be the last day for school for most pe- places. Like, that's so like so young that they do not understand what is going on. Like, they it, don't. Mm-mm. This is so stupid. And who the motherfuckers who keep selling this shit, saying it should be televised? Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. And the people who <laughs> keep on saying like it's difficult to believe that Tory Lanez would shoot some shoot at someone over an argument over like their artistry really? and whatnot. Did he like have battery charges from somebody else. That's what I'm saying. Literally <laughs> two two months ago, two or three months ago, in the middle of him going in the middle of him preparing to go to trial he he beat up august or had august alcina beat up for not shaking his hand like so what's what's not what is so hard to believe that after being inebriated and drunk and angry he wouldn't fire shots at somebody he has he obviously has like a bad temper so it's just i don't know um let's see i do have some general topic questions we can get rid of have you guys ever had father john's i have no idea what that is i have no clue what that is either it's i don't either it's medicine and it was so funny because i was on my amazon account and i was like why the hell is there an order for father john's so father john's is this medicine that i guess i don't know i think maybe black people in the north eat drink a lot my grandmother needed a refill and so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I don't, the fact that they still sell this shit baffles me. Why is <laughs> These photos on Amazon are taking me out. Like, this is, I will send the picture to the group chat. This is what Father Johns looks like. She tried to give me this shit when I was a child. I said, absolutely not. <laughs> Where's the cherry flavored cough syrup? The strawberry. A spoonful of this? She probably has an amazing immune system. <laughs> but I'm not taking. It no, looks like molasses. Working. It looks oh, like molasses. Yes. Ugh. Like molasses. <laughs> so Hold <bad>. on. <laughs> Father John's medicine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my mom and my uncle used to take this. And they still talk oh, about Oh, this looks today. terrible. It looks disgusting. <laughs> this is like the stuff that they... <laughs> the, you know Nanny McPhee? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, she Did gave you read them those to active ingredients? Cod liver oil? <laughs> this is literally Matilda medicine, Nanny McPhee, all that. And so my grandmama asked my mama to order her some on Amazon and send it to her house. And I said, you still take that? She's like, it's good for you. <laughs> this is a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> it is! <laughs> Do you guys have like any like remedies or like if you would get sick what would your parents do chicken noodle soup and ginger <laughs> ale <laughs> um there's no no remedies just you know over the counter stuff huh. oh your parents are in the medical field so that's probably why um definitely ginger ale my mother hates soup so she would never give me soup um <laughs> um definitely ginger ale i feel like she would oh if I was having flu in my throat, she'd tell me to gargle salt water. 
Um, if I was having indigestion, it was a spoonful of mustard. Spoonful of mustard. I feel like I heard of that before. Yeah, I've heard of that before for you just said indigestion, right? Like I heard it. I heard of that before for like acid reflux and stuff and heartburn. Which was I was surprised it worked, but I think it's the vinegar and the mustard that does it or some shit like that. Um, gargling salt water. I'm trying to think of any other things. Nia, did your family have any home remedies? Mm. Home remedies, not so much. Just like for me, I was had asthma as a kid, still do, but like I would take Robitussin and mm. all the cough Ugh. medicines. <laughs> I remember Robitussin, Vicks. I had um, seasonal bronchitis when I was in middle school. So, like, taking Vicks. Oh, God, that smell. Um, <laughs> There's nothing like, um, because y'all know, like, taking pills is not a fun time for me. So, yeah. when I take the, oh, what is that? The cold and flu medicine, the, like, NyQuil mm-hmm. brand, and it's like a Vicks brand. Taking that syrup, oh, my God. It's like <laughs> swallowing Vicks. I'm like, is it worth it? But then you look at the pill form, and it looks like horse pills. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> Oh, okay. An important question. What is your favorite type of cheese? Um, oh, I would say mozzarella. I would have to say mozzarella or like Gouda. Like Gouda cheese. I don't think I've ever had Gouda. Yeah, those are my two favorites. Like, are those your two favorites? Like, you would buy them and go out of your way to eat them? Yeah. Like, I, I have a bag of mozzarella in my refrigerator right now. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to say there's none for me. I don't really like cheese unless it's put in something like that. Like, I don't mind the basics, but I would never go and eat it by itself. I'm a pepper jack type of girl. I like pepper jack. I also like provolone. Mm. I like provolone melts really well. I I can do mozzarella or American, which is like the white American. I don't do craft <laughs> yellow cheese. You can keep that For cheese. some reason, when I was a kid, I used to just eat those. <laughs> just go okay, I'm just, gonna <laughs> just eat like just one thing of craft cheese. <laughs> I would used to eat butter sandwiches when I was younger. Would just put <laughs> butter on untoasted bread and just eat that. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Kids eat weird shit. Nia, what was your uh? You did the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nia, what's your favorite cheese? Mm, probably white American and feta, and then cheddar. I'm mm. not a fan of like. I honestly like I like cheese, but if it's not one of those three, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I can't do cheddar, especially sharp cheddar. I don't like sharp cheddar. No, my stomach. Oh, I love be, sharp cheddar. My stomach would be fighting with me if I were to eat any of these by themselves. It's already bad mixed in things, but I would never <laughs> prey on my downfall like that and eat cheese by itself. Mm. I thought this would be fun. Well, who was your first school crush? Do y'all remember your first crushes? I'm trying to. Th- I don't. Mm, I don't remember. I don't think because I'm trying to think about it. If I, 
because not gonna lie i don't remember ever genuinely having a crush on somebody in school mm-hmm. same i think i liked people by default of like proximity mm-hmm. so like yeah there was one nigga named ace who always smelled like weed i don't know what was wrong with me but he was he was one of those black kids that like flat ironed their hair but not good he's emo he was black <laughs> liner um he lived in the neighborhood behind my sub my subdivision and you know in my little i've talked about my toxic little clique of friends and he was one of the ones that was just like kind of cool i don't know nonchalant but you know um yeah i like kept his like bomber jacket that he always wore for like one week and i felt special it was stupid um i don't think i genuinely liked him i just thought it was interesting oh you know what i think happened he told me that i had pretty brown eyes and i don't think i ever had a compliment like that and for some reason middle school tori was no high school tori was infatuated um Mm -hmm. also another nigga named kyle (laughs) a nigger named kyle was proximity because he went to our after school program he was only one he was one of the only boys that went to our after school program he played the saxophone um he wrote in cursive (laughs) he played the saxophone he wrote in cursive and then uh he was attracted to one of my friends that was in the group and then i asked him why he didn't like me and he wouldn't say it and then I asked it was because of my face. And he said yes. And then my self-esteem was shit for like two years straight. I had another high school crush. I told y'all about that before. And then the girl that I kept telling. He dated one of my friends, right? And then her best friend and I got close. And I told her that I liked him. And even after they broke up, I still liked him. Didn't want to say I liked him because I still wanted us to be friends after high school, though that never happens. And then she ended up dating him. So, yeah. Those are, like, lifelong infatuations. Not lifelong, but, like, significant infatuations I've had. And then after that, I became extremely introverted and then went to a transport school and haven't had a crush since. <laughs> you leave high school and I swear, that shit disappears for like it's, four years it's so like <laughs> not important anymore no, like i know i had one at the end of eighth grade i think mm-hmm. i just thought he looked nice like i know mm-hmm. nothing about this man he just happened to be in my class but i know i had a crush on him and then i had one in middle school um and if i were to go look at my middle school diary i could probably find out more because i know <laughs> about him <laughs> but um i I I don't know. I don't remember why I had a crush on him. I think he just, yeah, once again, he just looked nice. That was it. (laughs) That's what I was saying. I don't think I ever had, like, a genuine crush. Because, like, there are people who are like, oh, they're cute. But it was never the thing where, you know how how they portray crushes in, like, TV and movies? Where you're, like, like writing, yeah, you're writing their name down and stuff. Like, I didn't do any of that. (laughs) My thing is... Wait, I'm remembering. <laughs> no, Mary, not you being one of those girls. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't one of those. I was very, very realistic. In my diary, I would write about how I would have a crush on him and be like, well, nothing's going to ever happen, so I'll get over it. <laughs> like, I would do everything possible, and so that way, if nothing 
were to happen, which nothing ever happened, um, I wouldn't be heartbroken about it. Like I would yeah. just be very realistic about it. I get what you mean. That makes sense. That's probably why I never really had like a real crush on anyone mm-hmm. too. Cause I will always in my head be like, Oh, they're just cute. I'm probably not going to really feel anything for them in the next couple of weeks though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if he was really nice to me, I'd be like, Oh, that's really nice. And then my head, I'm like, he's probably nice like that to everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, don't trust these niggas since <laughs> middle school. Shut, as soon as I felt the idea of it becoming stronger, I was like, shut it down. <laughs> what about you, Nia? Did you have any high school, middle school crushes? Mm-hmm. Did I? Um, I was definitely like the other girls. And <laughs> when I, it was, y'all are lucky because it was painful. Like the first one made me realize I was a school predominantly white school and just because there are black boys there does not mean that they like the black girls there mm-hmm. and um I'll and the crazy thing is I remember all of their names and faces so clearly they're like frozen in time in my mind and I don't know how else to articulate that like I can literally see them like in front of me and they look the same mm-hmm. and um he was very short very like I was a tall kid in sixth grade um he was like five two but he was like he was black one of the few black boys at the school and he was very cute to me and I will never forget I was sitting gosh I'm so weirdo like um I was sitting at my Spanish class okay I don't know why I'm so nervous he's not none of these people are going to hear these things um, <laughs> um I was sitting in my Spanish class I did not intentionally drop my pencil he was getting up to ask the teacher something or something. And he was walking my way because he was in the front row. I was in like the third row and my pencil dropped and he did the cliche, pick my pencil up and put it on my desk. And I was like, oh, wow. And in this, keep in mind, he never talked to me. I just was like oogling him from the distance. But that was like the first and only interaction. And then he left the school like two a year later. But that was like the warm up for like the big cahoots. Um, God, it was so... These other two, the second one was kind of like not as strong as the first, but it was this one guy. He it was um, Caucasian, but um, well, I'll say he was Armenian. That gives it away. Who, if anybody ever from my school <laughs> listens to this, they'll know who he is. Um, and he was so good looking to me, and he was just like different. And we would talk about. Um, like video games what do we talk about like video games and like we would just talk about anything and I was like why is he always talking to me and my friends but the thing is he like he had relations with some of my friends in my friend group and so I I picked friends over relationship and also I knew that like he probably wasn't attracted to me in that way like Mm -hmm. he liked talking to me but I didn't I was again one of the few black people in a predominantly white school messes with your mind so even if he was he never articulated that to me mm-hmm. um so um one of my friends would be like oh yeah he Nia, he likes you i'm like well he hasn't told me that and he's dealing with the other girl in our friend group right now and he just broke up with the other girl who's also in my friend group so it's 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 it was very messy um but i liked him before the other two did so I give myself like Nia, you were there day one, but I that means nothing in retrospect. Did the other um, two girls know that you liked him? No. 
I okay, never I told. Oh, I only told one of my friends, and she never told any of them. So mm-hmm. um, none of them knew. I did a very good job of hiding from my friends that I that I liked him significantly more than they probably did. Um, and I I was so regular with. I gave him a code name. I me and my friend when we were talking about him in public, I'd be like, "Oh, he, God, I'm such a lame." Y'all, I called him Ricky because of Secret Life of the American Teenager. And I was like, because oh, anybody no. seen, no, I dead ass. Y'all, y'all are bringing up memories. I called him Ricky. I was like, oh, here comes Ricky. And then she'd be like, he's coming. I'm like, yeah. Like when I tell you, I was such a lame teenage girl. That was, no, um, that's so normal though. There's like a lot of girls who did, like there's this one guy in my school who was very popular and the girls would refer to him as a different, I think he figured out what his nickname was. Eventually, <laughs> but yeah. a lot of the girls would refer to him by that nickname. And it well, was so funny because people would talk about this man so much. And then I actually had a class with him and our we, his last name was like right before mine. And so I had to sit next to him and I found out he was very fucking stupid. Like <laughs> I was just like why do y'all like him so much (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um oh oh, go ahead oh no um but no just my crush for him lasted like i'm not gonna lie like until he left the school Mm -hmm. on tumultuous tumultuous ends um got kicked out um not because he was dumb but like it's a little drugs and so i said oh but he was a rich kid, so of course you when you're rich, you get second and third chances, yada yada yeah. yada. But um so like he still haunts my dreams, y'all. Like I literally two days ago had a dream about him, and not just him, like all of the people in my high school. Um, but no, I think that my crush for him seems so heavy because he lingered in my dreams even when I graduated. So um he's like a perpetual like image of like youth in my head I don't know and the other one he was just kind of a jackass um <laughs> I'm, he was so not a good person <laughs> and like just Republican like not a good guy but like he was just he would always talk and so I was like he was I had a charm but I was like I would this this is very not good so I nipped that in the bud very quickly but um yeah that's it Hmm. Yeah, I was. Corey, you said something that triggered a question. Was po- popular boys in your school? Yes. Who were the popular kids in your school? Like, what made somebody popular at your high school? It really depend. It it, it depend. I don't. That's a hard question to answer because you know because of like the AP and honors and like mm-hmm. that kind of system. It varied, but I would say, like, for me, like, for how I saw it, a lot of the people in student council were pretty popular, Um, and then you had, like, the athletes who were pretty popular, and then there were the kids who did drugs, and that's why they were popular. So there was, like, three different groups of popular people, and then there was, like, the rich white kids. Mm, Interesting. What about you, Mary? Um... I'm just going to have to guess and say sports teams. It's been so long since I was not been so long, but since um, it's been a while since I've been in high school Mm -hmm. and I did not hang out with them at the time. So when I think of like probably the really popular kids were the people on the football team and the basketball team and the cheerleaders. But 
and then there were the um whoever the class clown was also but i could not read like i don't remember any of their names or their faces at all i just yeah that's the one thing but yeah. the names let's that's really one big thing when i'm ever i'm talking to my friend on the phone she brings up somebody from high school i literally have no idea who she's speaking about now <laughs> my girl let me go grab my yearbook give me a second what about you Nia? um well my school is very small it was only like 75 of us in a grade oh, so God. um i forgot about mm-hmm. that that's slow <laughs> Yeah, so popular was more like, um, do you go to every party? Are you very, very rich? Are you European? Like, do you fit the aesthetic? Like, um, the no sports was not big at my school. Um, we were like an academics first type of place. Mm-hmm. There was no football team. We had a soccer team. Um, but like the popular girls were very much like European model-esque, blonde, blue eyes, um very skinny you know the stereotypical like what would be the beauty standard for like the mid-2000s white and for the guys it was very much like um as well like a lot of the german guys um very like blonde like a few were kind of like the wild there was a lot of every all of them were wild y'all don't get how much rich kids are so they have they have no fear because they know that there's no punishment at the end of the day like they were everybody drank everybody smoked like everybody was involved with something even the kids who were considered outcasts i now find out years later like oh wow even you that's crazy you were miss goody two shoes and here i realized i was very naive the whole time Um, she was doing coke on saturdays (laughs) no like legitimately a lot of these kids that i thought were the good kids were not really great um well well not good in terms of like as keeping up with their good image um yeah so I think it's more like just if you were European and you went to all the parties you drank you were kind of popular um yeah it's kind of wild how like how different white people's standard of beauty is oh god Mm mm-hmm it's like really wild because I'm thinking about like people at my school who would be deemed like beautiful and like or who who would be voted like the most good looking person mm-hmm. and like my school was heavily mixed but it was always like a black girl who was voted like the most good looking person. Oh, that that must but, have been reassuring. Um, I don't know, not reassuring, but felt nice to see. I guess. I yeah I think looking back on it it was nice but in the moment it didn't really it was just like normal if that makes sense yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I guess that when you're in an all-white space it does something to your psyche <laughs> because like I've had teachers come up to me and this the this like blonde white girl next to me and like the teachers would say oh you're she she's so pretty and I'm like right there and they wouldn't say anything to me and I and I knew that like there were several times where I was reminded like oh they don't really want you here like you're a bonus but you're not you're the school wasn't made for you mm-hmm. um and it always felt like I mean I don't know I just that level of isolation knowing that you are not the one that they you're not the standard of beauty there mm-hmm. it yeah. kind of just makes you 
and I don't know how the other I'm curious to ask now like if I ever meet any of the other black girls because there was a few of us like five or six I wonder who how they feel now because some of them like none of us had a date for the prom like there were so many things I look back on like huh we really were not like they we were kind probably, of on the outskirts they probably feel very similar to me to you because there's a lot of people now coming out who went to like predominantly white schools saying how like they always thought that they they were ugly until they like got in black spaces and finally like yeah. realized that like people do find them attractive they were just around white people their entire life yeah. right right that's a good point Yeah, I think popular in my school was really interesting because, like, if you say who was our valedictorian, I don't think they were the most popular person. I think similar to Corey, everything was kind of, because people were on different tracks, like, the regular pool of students, the AP students, all, like, moved in different spaces, and we crossed over Mm -hmm. during, like, specials and stuff like that. It was hard to say who was the most popular person. I feel like the teachers liked you a lot. That's how you became popular like our valedictorian wasn't the smartest kid in school i think our valedictorian got chosen because they were liked by teachers a lot really they were on the football team yes that's so interesting yeah our the person our what is it the junior valedictorian the person after that one had more honors than our valedictorian my mom even pointed that out she was like what is up with that i was like i don't know I'm not. I don't sit at that table. I don't know. I don't. I don't fraternize with some people. So, um, but yeah, I definitely get what you're saying, Mia. I, as a plus size, tall, dark skinned black woman, always hearing, never being desired in high school, and then having the grown woman in my life be like, "Oh, but once you get to college, they'll be all over you. It'll be different." And then you go to GSU, and you're just like no that's not what's happening either but also like you had I had to think about what life I lived when I was on campus like I was not going to parties in downtown Atlanta are you out of your mind could not catch it up there I think there needs to be a study on like how like (laughs) not like dating in like high school and stuff affects how you date when you get older because like I swear to God, every time like a guy like comes any any time a guy like comes up to me and compliments me, I think is a joke. I don't I don't take them seriously at all. I'm just like, like what do you want from yeah. me? It's like also mm-hmm. like being okay with not being approached. Also, like my life for like the past five years has been home and school or home and work. Hanging out with y'all, home and school, home and work. So it's like I'm not meeting new people, so how am I supposed to be approached? I think I, like, have those type of moments where, like, you watch people on TikTok talk about, like, dating on dating apps, and I've tried that. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. I don't like dating apps. And I would rather meet somebody in person. But at the same time, I feel like dating apps gives you headaches, because niggas are gonna nigger, right? Men are gonna be men, no matter what you do. But it also gives you certain security because like, at least I know a little bit of information about this person before I meet them in person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, leaving paper trail, leaving evidence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to go to a bar. I don't drink. I don't want to go to a bar. And then you see this whole, like, another group of TikTok women who's talking about get up, 
go to a bar, go buy yourself. Somebody will buy you drinks. It's like or, who going to a bar alone <laughs> in, in Atlanta? Well, I'll go to a fancy hotel in the middle of Midtown and sit there and read a book and drink your wine. Reading a book at a bar <laughs> in Atlanta <laughs> once again. <laughs> also, oh, actually, I did bookmark a bar that is also like a bookstore that we're gonna have to go to. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. I mean, I'll do um, it in Alpharetta. I'm not doing it in the middle. You want me to go right. to the bar, pay eighty, pay forty dollars for this one drink, come out, my window's broken, and I got <laughs> somebody <laughs> tried to take your car, right. and they're gonna right. steal my engine too. Like it's not a fun time. <laughs> I've always been curious about like dating apps, but I have this fear of like, I feel like I've gotten good at taking pictures, so I have this mm-hmm. fear of like taking a really good picture and then the person seeing me in person like oh you don't look like that and it's just like what that that is my face technically technically (laughs) stuff like that or like or like you meet somebody and they seem cool online but then you meet them in person and then they're they're like like creepy or like an Mm -hmm. asshole yeah i think we all have to just like take the dive and do it when we want to at the same time, I don't feel like there's an expiration date for, like, when I should start dating. I think also, mm-hmm. like, the older we get, the more we're like, I don't have time for games. So, like, I think I think if all of us haven't started dating, like, when we were in our early 20s, that whole, like, cat and mouse flirty type thing, I don't think the either of us have the patience for that like being you see, people who work full time that's what i want because i romanticize things based off like the shows television, television. yes so like that's why i would prefer it to be in like naturally in like out yeah out yeah the wild <laughs> in society mm-hmm. versus um um what's it called uh, an like, app dating app but i think i'm yeah. i'm slowly coming to terms that that's like I yes I go out but I don't go out a lot by myself in situation in places that that can happen so yeah I exactly have to come to terms with it's gonna have to be a dating app because the other place is my is my is my job and I I can't that's one yeah. rule I've made as I got older is you cannot date anybody at your workplace same for Absolutely me Absolutely same not. for me yeah it's a setup <laughs> it's a setup it's just a bad idea all around i never understood people who did it like it's just like if y'all fight and y'all have to be at work together really like you want to go through that or if let's say y'all break up and you have to keep going to the same job seeing this person like yeah i think i think when i'm talking about like the dating or talking stage i'm thinking about it in korean terms of a sum where they don't tell the other person that they have feelings for them mm-hmm. so they don't want to be the person that loses oh I like push and pull that type yeah thing. like that type of thing i don't like like if we're interested in each other can you tell me because if not i don't need to waste my time that's what bothers me about <laughs> dating like the whole talking stage thing i just really don't understand like the one guy i did date there was not like that talking stage thing like that there was like a we were dating and so like when people talk about talking stages now the way they discuss them like these people are like literally like buying each other gifts having sex going on vacation but the whole time you guys are just talking like you're just talking and then you won't even claim each other like i that makes no sense to me i'm not buying you nothing if we're not (laughs) not we're not anything so why am i buying you gifts that doesn't make sense i saw a video that was like um 
it was like if a man hasn't if claimed you within three months y'all are talking for three that's, months that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's what bothers me like what do you mean you've been talking to this person for three months? Why Why can't y'all just call it dating? That's what it is. Right. You're dating this person. Like, <laughs> I, why is it having to be talking? I don't know if this is, like, the NZ, like, millennial G-Zen thing where, like, we don't put labels on things. Bitch, we no live by label. Label it. Please. <laughs> I, label it. I need a contract know. almost. Because, like, after three dates, I feel like you should either know if y'all are talking or not. Yeah. After, like... Three dates. That's like what a date a week, three weeks. That should be it. What What do you mean? Three like months? I'm not saying that you need to know whether you want us to be a, in a serious relationship, but right. like we are dating, are we not? Like like what in the world? <laughs> like oh yeah, this is the girl I'm speaking with. Like what? Really <laughs> trying to get to know somebody. Okay, but three months. It's a long yes. time for me, especially if like you are regularly meeting. If it's three months and y'all don't live in the same city or town or whatever, okay. Yeah, but if it's been three months and we've been consistently going on dates like every week or so, I feel like you know me well enough at this point to decide whether or not you actually like me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Date number 15, uh, not sure still. What? <laughs> like, okay. like, you, what do you mean you're not sure? Like, we just went to Cabo last week. <laughs> God, oh my gosh. Just... God, yeah, I think, like, a part of me is like, am I wasting my 20s? But I'm like, I don't think so. I think if whenever I start dating is whenever I start dating. If I find someone, I find someone. I've become so accustomed to being by myself that I don't know what I'm missing. Yeah, like, I can see that. that I was. I think I'm. I'm okay with being alone and being with friends and family. I also think I thank God that I'm not the type of person who, um, who can who has to be in a relationship all the time. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like part of I'm doing something right in life. Um. Cause it also makes me think about like with a partner, I can't, I can't, I cannot date somebody that doesn't have their own social life. Like I can't be your only friend. I can't be like, Hey, I'm going out with the girls on Saturday. I'm coming too, bitch. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Like I know how to entertain myself by myself. So I can't be with someone who doesn't know how to do that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I've been thinking about. Like, yeah. Also, like the more I see the side effects of pregnancy, the more it does not sound like. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> oh was, yesterday I was thinking about like I was having like I was daydreaming and I was like daydreaming about like being married and then like getting pregnant right but then like towards the end of the pregnancy when you're having all that pain and stuff and then delivery i was like and then i got the daydream and i was like no no absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i was <laughs> at a oh go ahead Mary. Yeah. i was at a target looking at some gifts and in the back of this like shelf i see a pregnancy pill that had packet you know how like it's secure and somebody had ripped it open to take mm-hmm. the pill and i'm like i'm just praying to god for whoever was like i right. need to take this right now the plan b yeah but it didn't look like does plan b only like there's a regular plan b but there are multiple versions right 
Yeah, I think there's generic versions. I think Plan B is just the the brand name. Yeah, yeah. So like the um, so somebody had ripped one open, and I was like, I'm praying for whoever took this that it worked for you because you decided <laughs> right now and then that you were not going to pay for this and right. that you needed it right now. <laughs> they were desperate. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I just like I don't hate kids, right? And I can definitely see myself being a mom. I, you know, I work with kids on a daily basis. All that good stuff. The there's a girl on TikTok that every time there's a new side effect of pregnancy, she makes a list, and the list is just a mile long. Losing your teeth, your skin, your feet, your body like goes through. I just I was like, also then like having to raise a person for like eighteen years at the very least, <laughs> bitch. That's a lot of work. <laughs> And I just kept thinking, that's like a dog times ten. And Casanova's a lot for me. Not a lot, but you know. He's, you know, he's a handful. That times ten? Sometimes yeah. I come home and I'm exhausted and I'm like, and I lie down in my bed. I'm like, imagine if you had another mouth to feed. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that like literally like you get home from work and you can't even like relax you gotta like start getting ready for your kids to come home from school or if they're not home from school then you gotta make their dinner and like clean up for them and make sure they do their it's a, it's a lot of stuff going on there that's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happening which like i couldn't like the idea of having a full-time job and then coming home to cook and or clean and or bathe somebody else, I would have to marry a partner who could stay at home. Like, one of us has to. I, Yeah, no. I couldn't do that. The only reason I just, my mom was able to do it is, I don't think she worked when me and my brother were really young. Yeah. And when we got older, she did part-time. So my mom would get to work really early, but she was home by two every day. So, And then my dad would be home around eight. And sometimes, like, like now, my mom is taking more hours because me and my brother are grown, and I sometimes she'll come home at ten. And I was like, "What would we have done if mom worked full time too?" <laughs> like, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have yeah. that. Like, you know, both parents have to work full time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm always in awe of my mother when I think about a full time working two kids. Like, luckily, she had a support system between my grandmother. We had a nanny when we were younger um who was also her nanny so that was Aww. interesting but like you know she did it somehow which was like wow and neither me and my brother are mentally fucked up so it was just like <laughs> mm-hmm. also a feat <laughs> like but I um I definitely think my thought on my opinion on having children has definitely changed from like when I was twenty two. Like mm-hmm. when I was twenty two, the idea of having a child was like, do not speak that here. Like don't <laughs> now it's more of like, am I am I like equipped or like strong enough to take care of another human being kind of scare more than uh, yeah. the idea of ha- like more than the idea of having a child was even scary before, but now I'm like, would I be a good mother? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, out. for me, it's more of like whoever I have a child with, they would have to be fully like a participant, and that's yeah. what worries me 
more than like anything like marrying somebody or having a child with somebody who's absent I, I don't know if I'll be able to like manage on my own it's kind of crazy a thought like, yeah. like shout out to the people out there who have been able to do that because it's like that's a, like 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 we, like we said earlier like that's so much work like that's a lot of work yeah my I think I think in my early 20s I was like yeah I'm definitely gonna get married I'm definitely gonna have kids I have names no more than three now I'm 20 Nia how old are we 27 god yeah damn okay 27 and I'm just like maybe one kid maybe one my other alternatives are to like not even adopt or like financially support older kids in the foster care system like I've been thinking that far ahead like if I find somebody and marry somebody do I really want to have kids after 30 will I be equipped to have kids after 30 like my mom had me after 30 so like it's not impossible like your early 30s is still like very prime and prime to have children biologically speaking but I was just like talking about I will discuss about this after the episode because it's a little it's a bit dark and I don't want to bring it up now okay ugh yeah let me see if there's a brighter question on here i don't even know how how do we even get to practice i don't know um oh you're talking about dating yeah um what's one thing that you're very proud of yourself for accomplishing this year getting my job (laughs) yeah having a decent nine-to-five job that seems like you know like is not a dead end oh that's great what about you, Corey? Uh, for me, definitely getting my apartment. Because I did, like, I told myself at the beginning of the pandemic that I wanted to not be living with my grandparents by the time I was 25. And I was able to do so, thank God. So, yeah, that's, like, Amen. my proudest moment. What about you, Nia? Um, for me, just getting to feel better. Um, I had stomach issues for all of 2021 for the most part. And um, it was very difficult. And so I'm actually feeling better compared to where I was. So that's a huge feat. Mm-hmm. What about mm. you, Tori? I guess passing my classes. I waking up every day at 5.30 to go to work an hour away is probably going to be even more mentally draining next semester but i stayed on top of most of my assignments and i passed both my courses so yeah proud of you because um (laughs) doing school after four years is really crazy to me right now (laughs) thank you thank you one more semester and i'll be a certified teacher and we'll see what happens after that but yeah 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 um do you guys have any goals or projects that you're looking forward to accomplishing in the next year? Get a new car um, mm. and then save enough for the possibility of me moving out at the end of next year, like 2020 mm. by 2024, because I would like my own place. But I also just, I just need my, if my car can last me six more months and if I can really save in the next six months, that would be really great. Mm. What about you, Corey? 
for me, it's more like life stuff and like personal, like personal relationship stuff. Like mm-hmm. I do want to travel at least to Europe next year. And I do want to date more. That's the two mm. things I've been thinking about recently. So I'll definitely try to accomplish at least one of those next year. Okay. Okay. What about you, Nia? Mm, I want to finish a book. Um, and I think I'll be able to do it. Just need to buckle down and do it. Yay. And um, I also want to try to move out next year. If, if, if the market, okay, I hate saying this, but if the market crashes and there's another big <laughs> recession, I might be able to sweep a house up because then that might work out for me. Hope, But I hate that I have to hope for a recession to buy an affordable home, but that's the mm-hmm. country we live in. Yeah. Um, and also just kind of trying to like going through a mid I'm past a quarter life crisis but like three four not three fourths I'd say like a quarter and a half life crisis about like maybe potential job change or country change or you know just thinking about new possibly living somewhere else what I want to do etc etc um I guess my goal is to finish my certificate program, uh, find a job, and start making some money. Yeah. I feel like I'm just storing money at the empty abyss that is not having a car in this state. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be driving anytime soon. I think I have some unchecked anxiety about that, but hopefully I'll just work close to home which won't cost a lot uh but yeah i think finishing my certificate program you know and setting up for my career goals will be my goals for next year yes do we have any goals or well wishes for the podcast um i guess but it's just to continue and grow and maybe get more comments or more likes next year more five stars next year yeah definitely mm. more ratings on spotify and apple Podcasts. yes 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 um i think that'll be it for tonight uh we get to see each other tomorrow we won't get to see or listen to you guys until the new year so we hope you have a happy holidays with your friends family and loved ones um we hope that our podcast has been a friend to you in your boring and bright and dark times uh we will be back hopefully we'll still be able to do two episodes a week starting next year i'm pretty sure we will i just have to they just might be uploaded on the day i don't know we'll see i think we'll still do thursday and sunday if not, I'll let you guys know, of course. You can always contact us at Twitter at Commented, TikTok at Commented Podcasts, or come to chat with us on Discord. We love you guys. We appreciate you listening to um, all of our chit-chatter. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy New Year.